Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Jeff Harding. I'm sitting in for Kyle Case. Joining me in the studio today is John Rosie Rosander. How are you doing, John? I'm Mary. <laughs> I, I, I called you John just to throw you off and didn't even throw you off because he really goes by Rosie all the time. So No, I'm Mary today. You're Mary today? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is the season to be jolly and merry. And that's so right. That's how I am today. Well, you're always jolly, Rosie, so that's nothing new. And so today I'm Mary. All right. Well, hey, Mary. So, <laughs> so Mary, Rosie, Mary, Mary, Rose, Rosemary, there you go. Do you think it's good or bad for you to take an ice bath after a workout? Oh, I don't know. Is it? Well, that's I not, always I always like to put ice on my injuries. No, this is just after a workout. Okay. So an article by Linda Carroll on Reuters.com may shed some light on the subject. Okay. So, what did she say? She said that new research throws cold water on a popular exercise recovery regime, finding that ice baths after a workout may actually impede muscle building. Uh-oh, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Researchers found that cold or ice baths can impede the generation of new proteins in the muscles, according to a report published in the Journal of Physiology. The take-home message from the study is that athletes aiming to grow and or repair their muscles should avoid cold water immersions after exercise, said study leader Kaz Fuchs, researcher at Maastricht University. I hope I said that right. Maastricht University in the Netherlands. Uh, to take a closer look at the impact of cold or ice baths after workout, Fuchs and his colleagues recruited 12 healthy young men with an average age of 21 years for a series of experiments. After the men did some lower body weightlifting, leg presses and extensions, they were asked to place one leg in ice water and the other room in, the other one was kept in room temperature water. Afterwards, the men consumed a protein drink. When the researchers examined the muscle biopsies from the men's legs, imagine having leg biopsies done after you exercise. That doesn't sound <laughs> fun to me. They found less protein synthesis in the cooled leg than in the one that had been at room temperature water. Less muscle protein synthesis very likely translates into less muscle building in the long term, Fuchs said. That's interesting. It is. So while the new study is interesting, I can't imagine anyone practicing, anyone's practice changing because of one small study, said Dr. Melissa Lieber, an associate professor of orthopedics and director of emergency department sports medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. So she's at a big hospital. She should know what she's talking about. Elite athletes from all over the world, from high school to college to pros, use ice baths to help with recoveries, Lieber said. They all have ice baths in their training rooms to help leg recovery so they can train the next day. This article suggests that unless there is an injury like a muscle pull or tendonitis, this is not the best way to recover, and it potentially hinders muscle growth, Lieber said. They feel that it is possible that cold water baths are not doing what they would, we intended them to do. But Lear said the study is a huge has huge limitations because there are only 12 athletes. So there's a lot more to be done. But it's interesting the thought that maybe, maybe just maybe, cold water or cold ice cold isn't everything it was cracked up to be. Yeah, that's what I always uh, grew up doing was uh, putting ice on something and then uh, rotating ice and heat. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that's interesting to find out. Especially with the with the pref, uh, with the growth of the um, the cryogenic uh, businesses, where they'll they'll put you in a cryogenic uh, chamber for a while to help mm-hmm. you cool down after a workout. So that's interesting. So anyway, again, let's let's change directions a little bit, Rosie, and and we'll have um, 
Joining us by telephone from Hermosa Beach, California, is another one of our wonderful athletes, Susan Dolmeyer. Susan competed in badminton pickleball. Sue, how are you today? Really well. Thanks very much. How are you, Jeff and Mary Rosie, Rosie Mary? <laughs> Rosemary. You listen very good. <laughs> I think we're doing well. So how do you usually freeze yourselves after a workout or what do you, what's your normal recovery regimen regime? After I've had a workout, um, particularly in pickleball because of the harder surface, I usually come home and do my stretching and then I have a hot soak in the tub. So you go hot, uh, you don't go cold. Salt bad, so that helps. The, the badminton court is a little friendlier because it's um, more of a bounce on the floor. Not quite like a dance floor, but it's easier on the body. But anyway, it's, uh, that's what works for me. Well, very good. So, Susan, let's, let, let's get to know you a little bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a suburb of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so you spent your early life in, in Canada, did That's you right, and I immigrated to the United States to marry my American husband, but we actually met on the badminton court as a mixed double pair <laughs> in um, a major tournament in Canada called the Canadian Masters, and uh, that was in Calgary in 2000. And we just, after the tournament, was, we got a, we, we earned a hard-earned, silver medal in that tournament, which for a pickup pair is remarkable. That really is. Yeah, and is. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we just stayed in touch after we all went home um, through the internet, but learned that we had a lot of things in common. And um, through circumstance, um, divorce and whatnot, we started dating long distance. And you know how that Sometimes doesn't work for people, but boy, did it work for us. And oh, we're glad it did for you. We, we, we just cherish our relationship. We're still playing badminton. We're still playing pickleball. And uh, and you still, but now and, you're not pickup pairs. Now you're actually January, a pros, chosen pair. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, well, we were lucky. We were blessed. You know, the first time around wasn't so wonderful for either of us. And uh-huh. nevertheless, we will be celebrating 17 years the end of January. Well, so congratulations. So growing up, Susan, uh, I don't think there was any pickleball. What other sports did you play growing up? I was so lucky because growing up in an all-boys neighborhood, I was exposed to baseball, basketball, table tennis, just running around the neighborhood with all these guys just toughens up the, uh, you know, me as a, an athlete. And once I got to high school, boy, did I ever take off with volleyball, badminton, basketball, track, softball, a little bit of badminton. And, and so that was, it was just glorious for me. I, I did really well. So you found that the boys were, were receptive to you joining them and, and participating in their sports with them. They did. Yeah. As long as I could keep up. So one of the tests to be allowed to even play was I had to learn how to whistle, not just a, <laughs> a great big, yeah. You know, and so once I learned to whistle, they let me join in. So it's kind of funny <laughs> how that worked out. That's ironic because you'd think that there'd been some other qualifications that I looked for rather than a whistle, but I guess we all have our own uh, qualifications we look for. One of the tests, yeah. <laughs> so growing up, what are the, uh, which some of those games were your favorite? Uh, basketball, and even for a shorty, um, I got to play a forward in uh, high school, which was amazing because at five foot two, it's strange to be that height in the forward, but 
Um, I loved basketball because of the speed, and uh, uh, the other component was just belonging to a team. The same for volleyball. The same for women's softball. Eventually, I went on to play. I had one season with the Canadian national team, but I was excellent bench strength. (laughs) (laughs) After that, I dropped down to a, a lesser division and had the best ball playing years of my life. So it was great. And all those friendships that you're rewarded with throughout all of that, it's just glorious. Do you still play any of those sports today? I don't play softball. Softball evolved eventually into slow pitch. And then I returned to badminton uh, just through circumstance and slowing down and whatnot. But uh, badminton gave me a lot. It gave me um, great friendships and a wonderful partner and husband. And so, you know, I'm just blessed. You know, I've had a lot of injuries. I've had seven surgeries, so I'm lucky to have survived those and to still keep going. But, you know, you can't take the competitor out of some athletes. You know, I I, I hope to keep going. I'm going to be 70 in February, so I just want to keep going. So say uh, (laughs) badminton uh, because you've... You've, you've slowed down. You're playing badminton. Badminton's not an easy sport to play. No, I was going to say, it's, it's definitely not like what you play in the backyard when you're a kid. No, exactly. It's uh, When you think about, let's say, a man serves in tennis, they can hit 140 miles an hour, 150 unusually, but not consistently. But a man smash, a young man smash in badminton is upwards of 220 miles an hour. And recently they clocked a 300-mile-an-hour shuttlecock. But that's, you know, the aerodynamics of the shuttle is what gives it that speed. So, yes, visually it's a little tougher, but Uh um, it makes badminton actually, badminton players evolve into pretty good pickleball players just because of the eye-hand coordination. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a a win-win for pickleball for sure actually pickleball is good for badminton and badminton is good for pickleball so i think a lot of sports are that way that you know if you do a little bit of cross training or participate in more than one sport it really benefits you in other sports you might participate in very true very true and i do try and hit the gym that's the one that i slack on because it's not as much fun as pickleball and badminton (laughs) (laughs) so if you uh had to Drop one of them, badminton or pickleball, which one would it be? Oh, tough choice. <laughs> um, it, it, that's an interesting question. And, and because I had my hip, right hip replaced a year ago, I haven't quite gotten back into badminton 100%. But I can play pickleball, and it's just the joy of, of playing and meeting your friends every other day or every day. It, it's so rewarding. And uh, so... Badminton isn't quite as friendly. Uh, if I were 20 or 30 years of age and playing badminton at our local badminton club, it would be a lot easier. But here I am, an aging female, and I don't feel as embraced on the badminton court as I do in pickleball. In pickleball, I can compete against young, middle, and aged and have mm-hmm. fun. Not the same in badminton, but... Well, pickleball has become uh, quite a phenomenal thing uh, with its growth and and energy that's been created around the world. 
You're absolutely right. Oh, gosh, they're playing in so many more countries now. Down under New Zealand, in, in Europe, China, um, to name a few. It's just wonderful. So, Sue, where, when did you become acquainted with pickleball? Where did you find out about pickleball? Well, I had a, a very serious surgery in my neck. I had a carotid artery, endarterectomy, it's called. Oh, wow. And I wasn't quite ready to return to badminton. But I thought, well, I need some exercise. I'll mosey down to the pickleball courts and just watch. Oh, I'm thinking, I can do that. I don't have to look up at the bird, but I can look down at the ball. Yeah. And so while I was gaining strength and returning to the joy of some kind of competition, pickleball was the thing that grabbed me. And my husband would come home from work and he'd say with a concerned voice, honey, what did you do today? I did pickleball. <laughs> Well, honey, what did you do today? I played pickleball. Oh. <laughs> After three months, he wanted to know who I was having an affair with. Yeah. It actually was <laughs> what I was having an affair with. <laughs> that is funny. So so how long ago was that? That was uh, three years ago. Three years ago. So that's really a relatively short time because pickleball has been around for quite a while. I wasn't sure if you'd come across it earlier on in your life or later, but it's really just recently that you come across pickleball. Very true, and um, yes, I, I wish that I had learned about it long ago, but nevertheless, it is what it is, and I'm happy to have it, and, and gosh, you know, the friendships made through pickleball are amazing. And now you've played uh, the last couple of years at our games and uh, won quite a few medals in, in badminton and pickleball, both. Thank you. Yes, I was pretty lucky. Um, good partners, and uh, um yeah, just the joy of being able to compete. I was just amazed at how well the Huntsman World Senior Games is run, the organization, the volunteers. It's just how everybody just, there's an outpouring from your community. Um, it's just amazing. Well, we appreciate that. That's something that we, we will try to hard to create as a sense of community. In fact, we like to call it the biggest family reunion that you've ever been to with people you actually want to have a family re- reunion with. You're absolutely right. That's great. And I'm thankful that you, you put it on every year and that I think you're growing every year in numbers, which is amazing. I don't know how you're able to handle that. We seem to be the, well, that's probably Rosie's fault. Job. He's the director of sport and he keeps adding new sports. We can add uh, new people to the games. Well, in each of our sports, uh, keep get bigger except for the ones that are uh, um, full, like pickleball. <laughs> And David Jordan does a wonderful job of running that tournament with his wife and his team. They, uh, oh, they do a great job. That's people. true. That's, they do a wonderful and, job. And it, it, it's so, um, what I really liked was how they encourage all of us to, to give back to the pickleball. And in doing so, we do line judging and, uh, um, and refereeing to help out. So it's, it's uh, something that I, I feel is a good thing for our, the participants to do. Yes, and that we couldn't uh, survive without those volunteers, without those participants getting involved and helping. In fact, we have uh, uh, things that we've done to try to um, get them to do that. Incentivize them. Right. That's how you get in the next year is by uh, volunteering for so many hours, and it it puts you on the list and uh, allows you to get in easier. Well, as well, for, for my, my husband and myself, we did win a gold medal in the mixed doubles pickleball, which gave us a, a golden entry ticket into the 
Indian Wells National uh, Championship in 2020. So that's another um, wonderful thing that happened with that level of tournament. Yeah, that that's awesome. It's good that you can play with your husband. A lot of people uh, can't play with their their spouse. <laughs> not not necessarily because of physical things, but because of of competitive, competitive things or different things. But yeah, some people just can't get along with their spouse on the court. Yeah, it's finger pointing, and which we should never do. It's always something that you should encourage. I know when I do practice with my husband. Uh, I let him know when the wall is coming up and I've had <laughs> enough of his coaching or, or, or whatever he says. And, uh-huh. and, but that's communication. You have to communicate how you feel. And, that's so and true. If, if there's a breakdown, then I can see where couples don't want to partner up with their spouse. Uh-huh. So um, it's good. It's, it's, all, it's all wonderful for me. So, Sue, the competition is just one part of the Huntsman World Senior Games, which is one aspect of the Huntsman World Senior Games. What other aspects of the Huntsman World Senior Games have you participated in and, and, and stick out in your mind? Participated in? Well, we've visited a few venues to watch other participants, which is really great, like the tam- table tennis players and Very cool. volleyball, basketball. Um, we, ha- we did get to one of the softball games, um, uh, there's just so much to take in, and and also there's a, mm. we have to have our quiet time and recover. Sure. So, so but, uh, but have you gone like to the opening great. ceremonies or the or the concert celebration or any of those things? You know, we've been a little remiss in doing that, uh, but that's on my bucket list to do so because I've been encouraged by friends that have been participating in the Huntsman Senior World Games for the last, I guess, 15 years. They say you got to go to the opening ceremonies. It's just great. So. It is a lot of fun. Well, have, you, have you attended the sports socials? Yes. Yes, we did participate in the dinner for the badminton. Very I cool. don't think we got to the one for the pickleball, though. I don't know why. Maybe we were traveling that day. It may be towards the end of the, of the competition, so that is possible. That's very true. And then have you, have you taken advantage of the health screenings that we have? Absolutely. Yes, and that's another bonus uh, and perk that you put on and getting all those vendors. Um, yes, we have participated. We find a lot of the athletes uh, come every year and do our health testing just to get their yearly physical in. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of nice, especially for some who don't have the best uh, health insurance or health care. So it's a bonus for sure. We really appreciate that you do that. Well, I'm glad that you've been able to take advantage of some of those things. I mean, that's what makes our event an event is those ancillary things. I mean, the competition is important, but what makes it an event is the ancillary things. So we really tried hard to to create an experience for our athletes, and it sounds like you've taken advantage of some of the experiences. Absolutely. Look forward to next year, too. Well, and that's that's the kind of uh, event that we have as a, as a destination tournament versus just going and playing a bunch of matches or games in a in a day or two it's you know and that's all that you see is the court and the gym we we try to get you out to see the community to see the area to see the national parks and participate in the you know the different ceremonies and and other things that we're we're having there and this year we got to go to a couple of the national parks and i was just completely amazed and mind-blowing the photos that i took and was i just shared and we actually stayed at bed and breakfast locations and met some wonderful people where we actually learned how to play Mexican training. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you got your dominoes <laughs> game on, did you? <laughs> Pardon me? 
you got your dominoes game on too. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's just just joyous. So Sue, what? So part of the purpose of the show is to encourage people that are sitting on the couch or maybe on the you know not as active as they should be is to encourage them to become more active. What would you say to somebody who's maybe sitting on the couch listening to the, or driving in the sitting in the car seats <laughs> listening to this show? What would you say to them to maybe encourage them to to get off the couch and do something? If they can find a wall and they've got a bouncing ball, if they can just throw the ball against the wall, just movement steps, uh, walking to and fro, those types of places. <clears throat> uh, come out and watch pickleball being played and uh, ask if you could try it. Most most pickleball players will see someone sitting there and ask if they'd like to join in, if there's room. And um, uh, it's just the joy of movement as well as the joy of meeting people and, and the socialization. It's so incredibly important for us as we age. It's actually important for anyone to, to move. The human body was meant for movement. We weren't meant to sit for hours and hours and hours. So um, that's the best that I can offer. Well, I think that's great advice. And and I do know that pickleball is especially social. I mean, it's true that they, they, they love their sport. The pickleball players love their sport and they want to share it. They want other people to have the opportunity to to share what, to know what they know about and experience what they're experiencing with pickleball. So that's that's something I've experienced with pickleball is that they're very, very, uh, very social, and they don't really care that you're not. They don't expect you to be a pro when you come in. They're going to teach you. They're going to help you learn this, the the skills that you need to, to be able to compete. Absolutely, and and pickleball is one of those types of sports because of the joy and the friendships that you make. There's an addiction involved. <laughs> you know, with, yeah. with just every day, there's that little bit of adrenaline and the friendliness and the meeting and greeting and and uh, how can you not enjoy that? Right. I mean, I don't want to use the word fanatic, but I've seen a lot of pickleball fanatics that they start out as, you know, novices, but then it doesn't take long to become fanatics. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah you're absolutely right. What are some of the uh, tournaments that you've played in or locations you've played in uh, pickleball or, or, a, or a, a, beauty, a beautiful destination uh, tournament? Well, in the summertime, my husband and I uh, visited Victoria, British Columbia, where we were able to participate in some round-robin events, uh, more casual. Uh, but this year, we were able to attend the National Margaritaville at, in, in Indian Wells. That was fun. And uh, this coming April, I've got my eye on the Nationals, the Minto Cup in Florida, which is another big term. It's a um, the entry is via a lottery, so I'm hopeful to get in with a lady that invited me. Uh, it's, it's just, um, where else have I played? Uh, Arizona, and that's pretty much it so far. I've got other destinations on my mind, but um, of course, it's uh, something that we have to plan. A lot of tournaments, what happens with really big tournaments, they're the super seniors, you go and look at the entry to see if you can get in and they're already full. I mean, you have to plan <laughs> yeah. months and months ahead to be able to, uh, to get into some of the really big tournaments. Nothing like our My husband event. and I did a, a cruise to Alaska two years ago where they actually had pickleball on board on the, one of the wow. upper decks. And we thought it would be terribly breezy. It, it wasn't. 
but sadly, we were the only two pickleball players. <laughs> That's too sad. So you got, you got a lot of one-on-one in, huh? Exactly. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. That's all the time we have. But uh, we, you've been a great guest. We sure appreciate you joining us. We look forward to seeing you at the next year's Huntsman World Senior Games. I look forward to it also. Very nice talking to you, Rosie, Mary, and Jeff. And have a <laughs> wonderful holiday you too. Have a wonderful and Christmas. Thank you again for inviting me to join in. Oh, your you're podcast. sure yes, welcome. Thank you for joining us. A pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. We want to thank Susan for joining us. That's all the time we have, but we would like to remind you to join us each and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life on St. George News Radio, 1450 a.m. You can also listen to this or any of the past shows at www.seniorgames.net. You can also subscribe to our podcast. Just search for Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life in Google Play Store or on iTunes and subscribe. So, Rosie, 2019 is just about over, and a lot of folks are starting to think make their plans for the 2020 year. Yes, it's coming up. As long as you're planning for next year, why not plan to attend the Huntsman World Senior Games in 2020? Let's do it. Let's do it. The, the dates of the games are October 5th through the 17th. Registration opens in three and a half months for individuals, and it starts January 1st for teams. So... Make your plans now to join 11,000 of your closest friends in St. George next year. And for pickleball, you better get in early. That's right. If you have any comments or feedback about our show, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to activelife at seniorgames.net. Our quote of the day is, happiness is a sense of contentment and well-being that pervades our lives, whereas joy is a firework that explodes brilliantly and fades quickly. That's from Will Bowens. Until next time, stay active. Stay active.